Welcome to Five Cats, Two Pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And this is episode 34. Woo-woo! <laughs> uh, welcome. We are going to ha- take a little break today. and we've, we've been putting out some content. And this is going to be content, but this is going to be a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more fun, a little bit more, I guess, chit-chatty. It's, it's officially summer. And we're going to have a vacation episode where we just talk about shit we want to do this summer and maybe some recommendations of things that we think you should do if you're listening. But this is just a true popcorn episode. Sit back, relax, have a lemonade, have a beer, have a joint, whatever, whatever you chill with. Because it's fucking hot out there. Holy shit. I'm already over it. so hot <laughs> finally though i love it i, I know you it. do i'm 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 handling it <laughs> but i don't say i don't think i love it <laughs> maybe by the end of the month maybe once we get a swim day in right absolutely it's it, yeah. day one of summer and i'm already like swim day please <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are, uh, although the world is slowly reopening, we are still recording at a distance, but I am super excited and psyched to say, uh, because Engineer Dan and Lindsay work together, uh, they see each other anyway on a weekly basis now, and so Lindsay has been included into our bubble, so we uh, we got a chance to see each other and hang out for the solstice, and it was dope as fuck and super fun. Uh, but it's it's nice to like, you know, still be careful, still wash your hands a ton, still wear your mask. But it was it was really nice to actually have a friend over and hang out outside at a respectable distance. Yeah, dude, it was super nice. And we we've been doing this like a maybe little bit. once a week for yeah. the, the past couple of weeks, just like hanging out outside, playing some bags, which. I've got to say, dude, we're getting fucking good at that game. <laughs> we really are. I, I, I am like, I am touch and go. I'll, I would say I need three games to warm up, and then I'm pretty good. But you're like astonishingly good right from the first throw, and you've got such a cool throw style of like, you just sort of fling it like you don't care, and then it goes in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking it's kind annoying. Of the same as my bowling technique. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, I really still think it's luck, but that's fair. I don't. I mean, you can't sink like three of four bags and say it's luck, especially when you're doing that like every other round kind of thing. So we're getting we're getting pretty good. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yes, I still have um, my revenge game with Dan, which is it's coming up, Dan. It's coming up. I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. Bring it on, sister. I'm going to panda you right into the hole. <laughs> it's brought. It's been brought. <laughs> I'm going to take you down to Panda Town. Yeah! Panda Town! It's so cute. It's full of fluffy little angry bamboo-eating bears. <laughs> oh, uh, so but, uh, I swear, we'll talk about cats and their actual topic in a second. But did you see, Lindsay, the, there was another article recently that more zoo animals are getting it on recently? And it's not just no. the pandas. Oh, yeah. Now it's like the lions and the giraffes and like m- like even more animals in zoos where nobody's visiting are like, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Privacy. Good for them. I love oh. it. 
I love it too. A little yeah. summer loving for all of the <laughs> Speaking of summer loving, uh, my cats are not loving the summer. They are already, I think they're already much like me, completely over it, too hot, stretched out, long cats everywhere. Uh, how are your folks doing? You have an AC, so I've, I imagine they feel it a little less. Yeah, I have an AC in the just in the bedroom right now, and they don't really hang out in here. They just kind of like lay out in the living room where I I do have a fan going, but they lay there and they're they're a little grouchy. Um, and I get the feeling that they're a little bit uncomfortable because there's this ant that's been in my bedroom for probably <laughs> two weeks now. So a couple of weeks ago, I saw it and I like I can't bring myself to kill it. And I tried like grabbing it and putting it outside, but it's too fast. And your kind it just heart falls all over me astounds me. You're like, there's there's a mouse <laughs> in my apartment. Whatever. There's a there's a like a rat in the like parking lot outside. How cute! And and even an ant. You are you are a saint. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm totally okay with getting one of the cats to kill it for me. <laughs> so the first time I saw it a couple weeks ago, I. uh I called Mr. into the room. It was crawling on my bed. Mr. like bounds in. He's super happy that I summoned him. And I pointed at it and he he looked at it and he sniffed it and he looked at me and I was like, no, no, get it. And I pointed out again and he sniffs it, glares at me and then runs away. (laughs) Do your own dirty work, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So for two weeks now, I like see it once in a while. It'll be like crawling up a curtain or yesterday it was crawling across the bed again. And it actually scared the dog. Oh, dogs are dumb. (laughs) He's so stupid and pterodactyl. I don't know what she's doing with it. Like she's not even present. I have no idea where she is. My cat's going to dance either. I don't know. Somewhere still. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. So yeah, I have an ant living in the room Aww. that the cats won't eat. <laughs> You're gonna have to name it now. It'll be five cats, two pussies, and one ant. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> we, we named a couple of backyard animals. We have, we have, we have a bajillion yeah! bunnies that live in our yard. We have a big thicket of um, blackberry bushes and. Uh, grapevines and I bet there's about I want to say there's about six adult ab- uh, abbots yeah rabbits <laughs> six adult rabbits that live in the thicket and they've had babies as they do every year so now there's a tiny like tiny baby bunnies in the yard too but we have uh, we have Gus who has big soft rabbit like eyes but a big old balloon butt <laughs> he's the chubbers no. he's like twice the size of all the other rabbits it might be a she I don't know but. Uh, yeah, we've got Gus who just kind of like bumps along behind all the other ones. All the, all the rabbits will get the zoomies, especially as the sun goes down. And Gus is just kind of like, Hey guys, what's going on? Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> maybe Gus is Fargo. Maybe, maybe, uh, entirely possible. I, I th- feel like it's not really belly. It's just more butt. Like, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know that much about pregnant rabbits. So uh, we also have, we haven't quite decided, I guess, on the full name here. We have Wonkers, Bonkers. I like Bonkers. Bonkers. bonkers yeah. yeah. Bonkers uh, has a uh, has a, a misformed front leg. 
And so he runs Aww. on three legs and he keeps his his little front uh, right leg tucked up under him when he runs around. And he's really cute. <laughs> but they all get the zoomies and they run in and out of the thicket. And I kind of want to make like a painted sign that's like, you know, like rabbit hidey hole and like point down or something like that. I want to, I don't know, I want to name the thicket and make it part of the yard art. But the other night we were out there and it felt like we were part of like Watership Down where they were just like zooming along and four of them like zoomed right up to us and stopped about three feet away and all looked at us. And it was like, they, it was like <laughs> they had a moment of like, humans, what do we do? And then they all went, ah, whatever, our humans. And just ran, like, ran around in different directions. <laughs> they, they are so cute, they're those bunnies. Cute. Oh, my goodness. They're very cute. Oh. They're, they're part of the yard ecosystem now. <laughs> yeah. You guys have all kinds of stuff. You have, like, all kinds of birds. You have bats. We do. They're I want to get a bat cool. house. I want to get a bat house pretty yeah. bad now. For sure. Yeah. There's a big fatty bat that comes out every night. And we also cool. have cat birds that made a nest with little baby birds. It's a whole thing. It's a little wilderness refuge in the middle of the city. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, any updates on our candle? Oh, right. Great. I almost forgot to not only light a candle, but talk about a candle. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we do. <laughs> Uh, so we we don't have a candle today i have candles that i could light but we talked about it ahead of time and we decided we're not going to light a candle today and this is why so we had ordered about oh gosh i want to say three or four weeks ago now it's been a while we ran out of uh we ran out of our spring candle we're like ah, we'll just light a few other candles and we'll wait until summer and get a summer solstice candle it'll be great and our summer candle has not arrived yet it's been on order for a while and about 15 minutes before we hopped on to record i got an email from pollen arts in arizona which is where i ordered the candles from and they said, uh, sorry for the delay. We've had a wax supply issue. We ran out of cups. We switched wick distributors and had to rework all of our sizes because of it. But your order oh is gosh. going out tomorrow. Thanks so much for the support and waiting, P&J. So, nice. so they've, they've had, it sounds like, a pretty shitty month. And the fact that they had to do all these things... It, combined with the order leaving tomorrow makes me think that our candles were very likely made very close to or around the solstice itself. So rather than just light any old candle for the sake of lighting a candle today, when I wait, hang on to this thought, and when our candles from Arizona arrive, we will we will use that as our ritual candle, but... It'll be it'll be a true ritual candle uh, because I really I feel strongly that it was made in and around the solstice, which is awesome. So we're gonna wait. That is awesome. Yeah, 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 totally. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited that we got an update <laughs> because I was starting to feel bad and I didn't want to be the person that was like, "Where's my candles?" <laughs> but you know, it was it's yeah. getting a little bit long. <laughs> so you know, I have orders like that too. I don't want to be that person, <laughs> but. So P&J, <laughs> B&J, thanks so much for the update. I uh, can't wait to post the pictures of the candles once we get them. And we'll tag uh, Pollen Arts in those when we do. Cool. 
super excited. Sweet. Well, uh, if you have, as always, I suppose if you have yard bunny stories, if you know anything about pregnant rabbits and, and want to be like, nah, Gus is actually pregnant, uh, or you want to <laughs> send us pictures of your house aunt or any other fun summer thing, if you just you know feel like reaching out and being like, hey, I like your episode, or hey, you ladies are full of shit, whatever you want to share with us, feel free to drop us a line <laughs> uh, at 5C2P at Gmail. Or you can always tag us on Instagram, 5C2P pod at Gmail. Or at uh, Instagram. Instagram, Gmail, whatever. All the same thing. <laughs> yeah. All the same things. Cool. So well, we, uh, take a little break. Yeah. And we'll come back and talk about yeah. some, some summer vacation shit. That'd be awesome. Yeah, dude. Totally. See you in a second, which is... <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> We're not going to be able to get into this one without giggling. <laughs> uh, welcome back, which is uh, we are going to talk about some random shit today. That's just the way it is. We we want a little summer vacation yeah. episode. It is officially summer now, and I'm a seasonal activities person. I like snowboarding in the winter, and I like swimming in the summer, I like most people kind of thing, but... I also am like fairly seasonal with a bunch of other stuff, including my reading habits and my movie habits. And yeah, we just kind of wanted to like talk about what we're going to do this summer and this weird summer of we can't go to bars and, you know, we we can kind of sit on patios if we feel like it. But, you know, it's it's a weird summer and it's probably only going to get weirder. So what are we going to do? What are we looking yeah. forward to? What what is we've, yeah? What is some summer fun for us? Yeah, we've got some other stuff to do. Yeah, um, for sure. I have a little list of stuff that I'm, you know, kind of planning on doing this summer, but who knows if I'll actually do it? I do that a lot. I make plans and then I don't do what I <laughs> say I'm going to do. I'm a big <laughs> list maker in general, and I also have lists to share. But I just, I don't know. I like making lists because I find a sincere amount of satisfaction in crossing shit off the list. I'll even put things on the list I've already done just so I can cross it off and be like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> so yeah, just do that. Add fair. some stuff to your like summer list that you've already done. So you'd be like, I did that. <laughs> yeah. I like making lists because if I don't, then I forget everything. Yeah, that's, that's also that. <laughs> like, what was that thing that I wanted to do? That movie I wanted to watch? <laughs> yeah, don't remember. Oh, well, on to the next thing. Um, <laughs> so what's on your list? So, I, well, as far as movies go, like, I don't really have big plans for movies. But when I was a kid, I used to watch the Meatballs movies quite a bit, like, over and over. It was one of those, like, my mom recorded like the first and second one on VHS. So I would watch them quite a bit. So I'm going to rewatch all of the meatballs movies. Awesome. Four in total. And they're kind of spread out a little bit and they don't all follow like the same people or necessarily the same theme. But I started watching the first one yesterday. I got like maybe about halfway through and it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my question. So I've never seen them. I don't even know what they're about. I know the first one has Bill Murray, but that's it. I don't like, I don't know. So give me the premise of what the story is just for the first one. And, and then I'm, yeah, I'm definitely curious to see how they hold up because sometimes 
like sometimes shit is only good in like in your memory because it was like it was all about that whole moment and the memory as yeah. opposed to and memory is a fun and weird thing that like your memory of an event can be totally different than like how it actually was uh, and then you remember your memory and then it just becomes a memory of a memory of a memory etc cetera, etc cetera. now I'm definitely rambling what is meatballs about um, no absolutely I mean it's it's nostalgia it's it, it kind of it reminds you of you know maybe a better time in your life totally um so the first one, it uh, it takes place at a summer camp. It, it, it was it's actually a Canadian film. The first one, shout um, out to and Canada. Yes, Bill, yeah, Bill Murray is in it. It was the movie that you know kind of like started his career. So it's it's based at a summer camp, and it's just kind of like a goofy summer camp movie. There's like a rivalry with a super posh camp that's across the lake. Um, but basically like all I've gotten through so far in the movie is like the counselors and the CITs getting ready for the campers to come in, the campers come in and they're like going around introducing people and they just kind of like do some goofy shit. Cool. It's, I, it's a comedy. I think that this one has more to do. Yeah. I think this one has more to do with the rivalry with the camp across the lake. I think. I think, sadly, yeah. Lindsay, I hate to break this to you. I think the plot of what? the first movie is the same as the plot of all the other ones. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Campers go to, I mean, I went to summer camp. You do, like, you do the same shit every year. <laughs> if you go to the same <laughs> camp, <laughs> the same rivalries exist. The same activities are there. <laughs> but the first one is directed by Ivan Reitman. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I think that was his, like directorial debut i think yeah. he uh i think that that was the movie that kind of kick-started his career too you got bill murray and you got ivan reitman and then after that ooh. <laughs> you mean <laughs> after that woo as in the rest of the meatball movies skip them fantastic franchise <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, i'm gonna rewatch all of them and i'll let you guys know like as soon as that happens as soon as i get through them I'll mention it again on air. I'll awesome. let you know what I thought of it. I can't wait. So far, <laughs> not great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you're going to watch Meatballs. I'm usually a fan of um, picking a particular franchise and trying to churn through them during the summer. So one time I attempted to watch all the Star Trek movies. Turns out the first, like, seven are terrible. <laughs> and I just <laughs> I, I gave up pretty quick. Um but I've tried to do that with, I think last summer we watched, I feel like maybe it was last summer, it might have been last fall, we watched all the Hatchet movies, um, we've done a bunch of the Halloween movies, a bunch of the Friday the 13th movies, a bunch of the um, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, Planet of the Apes, we went through all the Planet of the Apes movies, that's one I actually successfully got through, which was awesome, but I usually oh, pick nice. a franchise that has like somewhere between five and 13 movies and try and churn through them during the summer this summer not so much i couldn't find a franchise that i'm really dying to see but i am a huge like summer movies to me are campy and b movies and i like my summer horror i i'm a horror all the time all around the year but i like there's certain movies that are like like, The Fog and The Mist and The Shining are all kind of like fall, winter, cold, rainy outside horror movies. 
so I've got summer horror movies that I like to rewatch very much, uh, sort of the same of like, but I know they hold up because I rewatch them every summer. And I'm going to start off with Jaws. Which, oh, nice. Which is a, which I will watch in, if like, if it is on TV, I'm like, oh, but wait, Jaws is on. <laughs> so uh, I love watching Jaws, but it is a quintessential summer movie. It's a great horror movie. I read the book last summer and it fucking blows. Skip the book. The book is not the same as the movie. Holy shit. Steven Spielberg and whoever wrote the script for Jaws made a way better movie than the book. But yeah, I'm going to start off my my first rewatch this summer is going to be Jaws because I got to watch it on or around the 4th of July. Nice. Awesome. How many Jaws movies are there? Are there just two? Three. Oh, no, ladies. Three? Oh, no. Four? There are four glorious four. Jaws movies, much like the Meatballs franchise. <laughs> you can, you can, but you can, and, and also much like the Meatballs franchise, you can go ahead and stop after the first one. I've seen Jaws 2. I'm not sure that I saw Jaws 3. One of them is in 3D. Jaws 3D. Yeah. Whoa. And the fourth one is Jaws in Jamaica. Is it seriously? Yeah. Holy shit. I, wow. I'm adding that to my list. <laughs> it's called, That's got to be terrible. <laughs> the fourth one is called Jaws the Revenge. And the shark goes Ooh. to Jamaica. And it has um, it has a, uh, what's, the, oh, the, what's the name of the British? Uh, Michael, uh, he was Alfred in, in, the ba- in the Nolan Batman movies. I'm blanking. Oh. I'm going to get it real quick. Michael Caine? Michael Caine. Michael Caine is in Jaws 4? He's in, it's Jaws the Revenge, Jaws 4, yes. Holy shit, Michael Caine's a really good actor. He said the, he said he, he said he took the gig to buy himself another house. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Oh my god! That, I, I like him a little more now. (laughs) Well, so I've seen most of the Jaws movie, maybe that'll be my franchise, maybe I can like, stomach watching some Michael Caine bought a new house movie <laughs> then I can just cap that one off because <laughs> I do love some bad movies during the summer <laughs> but yeah Jaws is we'll watch Meatballs we'll watch Jaws what you got next on your list um let's see what do I have next on my list I didn't make a very big list because my <laughs> plans do change quite a bit I have a couple of comics that I want to finish reading Ooh, dope yeah, one of them I started quite a while ago, and I just, I put it down, and I never got back into it, but it's called The Woods, and it's oh, like... Oh, I've heard of this. That's supposed to be really good. I, I did yeah, not know you had that. Yeah, it started off really good. I just, like, I never picked it back up again for whatever reason, but it's like, it starts off at, like, a school, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, and then something happens like something weird outside happens and everybody's like kind of trapped in the school. And then when they, when they get out, they're not where they were. Like the school has shifted into, I don't know if it's like another dimension or, or just like another place in the same dimension, but now they're like in the middle of the woods and there's monsters and shit that want to kill them. Very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. And uh, Die Volume 2 is the other one that I need to get through. Nice. Which shouldn't take long once I actually, like, dive into it. But the first do- volume of Die, I really, really like. Yeah, you. so you've loaned that to me, and that's definitely on my summer reading list. And and I, I'm, I am a huge summer reader. I read all the time. Uh, I think we both do. But 
like my reading habits change during the summer. So I am a much more deep dive novel nonfiction during the fall and winter. Like I've been working through this past winter, I'm working through all the works of Lovecraft and, Mm -hmm. uh, but when I hit the warm summer months, I like more, um, more of a beach read. And I love that for most people that I've talked to about this beach reads tend to be either trashy romance novels or like trashy thrillers or whatever. And, and I, I guess that just goes hand in hand with my desires for my movies too. I like trash during the summer, but uh, my my reading habits change, and I am a way more of a comic book reader during the summer. And I think it's because I like to read outside, and I've I've timed a volume in a comic book is about as much time as my skin can take when I'm suntanning. <laughs> so when yeah, I finish the fair. comic, it's time for me to come inside, or I'm going to burn. <laughs> but i also just love those days where i just take a stack of comics out and just be like this is what i'm doing for the afternoon so i have a whole that i I made a list i made a whole list of like things i'm going to read and things i think people should read oh nice let's hear it yeah so um on the i'm going to start with the comics first because i do have some book suggestions too so on the comic side of things uh i just finished uh literally yesterday kiss number eight um, Kiss Number 8 is written by uh, Colleen Venable, and a friend of mine did the illustrations, uh, Ellen Crenshaw. And I don't want to give any spoilers. This book came out uh, last year or the year before. I can't quite remember now. I think 2019. But I've, and I'm lame, I only just got around to reading it, and I could not put it down. I read the whole thing in uh, in two days, and it's a thicker, like it's a hardcover book. And oh, it cool. is... It is fucking awesome. I recommend it if you have teenage kids that are into comics. I think it's a great read for them. It was a great read as an almost 37-year-old. It was awesome. It was really well written, beautifully illustrated. I even teared up at the end. It was it was really good. Oh. The uh, published date awesome. on that was uh, March 2019, and this year the New York Public Library put it on their list for best books for kids. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it really is. It it deals with um, it deals with transphobia. It deals with homophobia. It deals with religious issues. It deals with family dynamics. It deals with like coming of age best friend shit. Like it was really good. It was a really really good read. I was very impressed. Um, I wish there was more to it, but it's it's a one and done story. And yeah, very good. So highly recommend. If you have not read Kiss Number Eight, you should do that. And then also on my uh, my list of things that I want to read in Comic Land that I haven't read yet, I also have this comic that I picked up in London called Jenny Finn, and it's a Cthulhu meets Jack the Ripper set in Victorian London story. And I'm very excited to read that because I like a little spooky during my reading and a little spooky during my summer. Uh, and yeah. then that the... one was originally published in 1999. Jenny Finn. Yeah, it's an old. Yeah, th- this is um, the the copy that I got. I think is newly illustrated. Um, that's that's my understanding of it. Is well, f- uh, for all you comic book fans out there, apparently Jenny Finn was written by a pretty famous um, author illustrator. He's it's uh, Mike M- Mignola. Yeah, the guy, Mignola. He's famous for Hellboy. 
Oh, I didn't know that. See, I don't, oh. I'm not good with like authors and unless they're really famous. Um, I'm not good with that sort of stuff. Like even my most favorite comic books, I don't really remember like who wrote them. Uh, I, t- I actually had to go look it up because one of my recommendations for I've already read them. But if you haven't listeners and you are like, mm, I want a good comic book, just like a good story to like read through the summer. I could not recommend Saga enough. And I had to look up. I was like, I've read this over and over. And it's Brian K. Vaughn is the author for Saga. But uh, that's on my like, you should read it if you haven't. Uh, But back to my uh, comic book that I haven't read that I want to read. I want to get a copy of Bitch Planet. I have never read Bitch Planet. I've seen it. The art is a little bit different, a little bit outside my normal comfort zone. Uh, It's definitely a feminist read, but essentially non-compliant women are sent to this planet called Bitch Planet, and they do rad stuff. (laughs) And I really want to check it out. (laughs) Kelly Sue DeConnick. That was published by Image, so that's yeah. pretty. That should be pretty easy to get for all you comic book kids. Yep, and Bitch Planet. And then the last one um, that I haven't read that well, I've read the first two volumes, but I want to pick up. I sort of dropped off because I read them last summer, and then it was fall, and then I stopped reading comics. So now it's time to pick back up with Paper Girls because I think there's probably five or six, maybe more volumes of that, and I've read the first two. And that is uh, a bunch of teenage girls are literally paper girls, they're like paper delivery girls, and some weird, trippy sci-fi shit happens while they're delivering papers, and. It's also pretty fucking rad. Ooh, Brian, that sounds cool. That's another Brian came on. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. See, I don't know anything, but... Uh, <laughs> You're looking at 30 issues, kids. Whoa, awesome. Excited about nice. that. I love a good long run because I fucking... I get so sad when the things I really love book-wise are done. But yeah, those are those are the comics that I'm like, yeah, you know what? Those are, I want to pick those up. Uh, the two that I have read that I'm like... I'm, I'm kind of sad I can't re I could reread them, but you know if you haven't read um, Coda by I think it's Simon Superior because I wrote that down. Coda is a fantasy comic that I really really love. It's about uh, it's about this wimpy bard and his um, badass orc wife and uh, and their unicorn. And they go around and they do cool fantasy shit. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So I don't spoil it. <laughs> cool. I believe, Veronica, you had uh, that. That sounds like a D&D NPC you had in the game back in the day. Uh, a badass orc warrior. And a, and a wimpy bard couple situation. Right? Uh, I don't remember the wimpy bard couple part, but I remember playing a half orc paladin. Nah. <laughs> uh, and then one, one more, one more. I swear, just one more. Uh, my, my last one is Heathen, and I have read all of Heathen, and I can't remember who writes it. Uh, but Heathen is about a Viking warrior who is uh, who's gay, or at least queer. I can't remember if she's like if she defines herself at any point in the book. I don't think so. But um, but yeah, she's she's cast out from her family because she likes girls and. Uh, then she goes through a whole bunch of cool shit and becomes a badass warrior. Um, and yeah, heathen, check it out. Yes, we got a lady lover already. Lady author and illustrator. Yes, yeah, heathen. Uh, when you like, when I ta- like, every once in a while, I'll go through a phase of like, uh, you know, I want to, I want to check out an author or an artist that I haven't read before. Um, heathen, I actually just picked up because I liked the 
cover art. And so I picked up uh, that at our local comic shop. But uh, if you look up queer comic book authors, uh, it's usually, Heathens usually, along with actually Paper Girls, is usually um, in the like top five, top ten, depends on the list. But both of those are usually, uh, whether queer authors or queer content, end up in those top whatever lists. Awesome, dude. Love it. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to check both of those yeah. out. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do a bunch of, a bunch of comic reading this summer and I can't wait. Cause I, again, I just love to like sit down and chew through those. Yeah. They're nice. They're usually, you know, pretty quick and easy depending on the book that you have, whether it's like an issue or a volume, but either way, pretty quick read. Like you were saying, you can get through, you know, a bunch of it and get out of the sun. Yeah. I mean, whether <laughs> like <laughs> strong, <laughs> whether you're like reading in the sun or reading in your air conditioned like apartment or whatever reading on the beach like i don't know yeah i just i love being outside and reading i love sitting in a bar and reading which i can't sit at a bar and read but you know maybe i'll get over my uh fear of the public and go and sit at a table by myself six feet from everyone and and do a little reading because i could do that with my mask on and still be in public i don't know we'll see but summer reading always a, a top choice Cool, dude. So we got some cool. reading to do. We got a couple of movies to watch. What's next on your list? So I might take a class. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> like an online class. So recently, like with, over the past couple of weeks, I watched um, a series on, I think that I got it on Shudder, but it's a Sundance series. And it's based on a book trilogy by Deborah Harkness, and it's called um, A Discovery of Witches. So I want to see that. I have not that, seen it. It was really good, dude, and I, st- I want to read the book still. So there's only one season out now, um, but it kind of re-sparked an interest in alchemy for me. And there's a couple of schools that offer alchemy modules online. So I think I might try one of them. Like, they're relatively inexpensive. So, yeah, I think I might do that. Awesome. I I, I fully encourage and endorse your uh, desire to do that, if for no other reason, so we can talk about it on a future yeah. episode. Because I've wanted to talk, I think we both wanted to talk about alchemy um, off and on. It comes up here and there, especially in our readings, because we have similar books. Uh, and... I don't know anything about it really. And I, and sometimes I get really nervous about talking about topics of which I really know nothing about, which is why we've shied away from some topics like uh, the practice of voodoo and that sort of thing, because there's people that like, that's all like, not all they know, but like, that's what they know inside and out. And I'd rather wait and have a guest on in the future when we can record in person. But if you take an alchemy class, and we can totally talk about it, and I won't feel like yeah. such a dumb, <laughs> such a dummy. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it seems super cool, and a lot of it is like stuff that we already do in practice anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. It's um, it seems really cool. It's, there's a lot of like spiritual stuff involved in it, as well as like you know using plants and stuff to uh, to make like tinctures and balms and all of that sort of thing. Um, But yeah, it seems really interesting. So I'm going to check it out, I think. Very, very cool. Well, if you're listening and you've taken an online alchemy class or have a good resource for that and you want to 
will want to let us know so that we, you know, we do the right ones. I'd love to hear your experiences. Um, drop us a line on our Instagram or our, or our email, but yeah, that sounds super cool. Super dope. It's very <laughs> ambitious. I, I am, <laughs> I am not that ambitious. <laughs> I've kind of wanted to take a, a, a green witch or herbalist class, herbalism class before. Uh, there's actually a green witch school that runs out of Salem, a botanical shop with a couple of green witches that I really admire. Uh, but it's an in-person class. And typically you have to go up usually one weekend day and a Monday night kind of thing to Salem. And that's great if you live in the area. And obviously they're not doing it this summer. But I, I kind of always have this on the back burner of maybe I'll learn to drive and then I could drive myself. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll just drag you with me. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would, I would go for, for a Greenwich class. Totally. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, well, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not that ambitious. Uh, what I what I did do in my m- mediocre ambition is um, f- I'm going to follow up. I'm going to stay on that reading trend with uh, with my like should read beach read novels. Oh, okay, cool. Because not everybody's a comic book fan, and that's totally True. cool. And like I love it, but you know, it, it's not your thing. It's not your thing, but. Uh, I am a big fan of, like I said, reading sort of not trashy, but like trashy-ish novels. And uh, I like I like Stephen King. I'm sorry. Like, I don't think he's I don't think he's on any sort of shit list at the moment. But it also wouldn't surprise me if he eventually is on a shit list. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> I really I like his work. Uh, it's it's fucking wacky and i it's one of my favorite things to read during the summer and so i last summer i read cujo and i just finished the body of uh, the same thing i started it last summer finished it this spring highly recommend both of those the uh, the Body is the book that Stand By Me is based off of and that is one of the few movies i think that like the i, I don't want to say the movie is better than the book because they're both excellent but it is just as good, if not better, than the book. Um, Cujo, you can s- skip the movie. It's a fun movie, but the book's way better. Uh, and it's, I'll be honest, that's usually my opinion. But <laughs> uh, on that sort of like spooky um, book trend, uh, I have uh, I've never read Doctor Sleep. And I freaking love the movie. I'm all about Rosie the Hat and... And I think I might want to pick up Dr. Sleep and read Dr. Sleep as I sit here in my shining carpet (laughs) sports bra. (laughs) Shout out to Black Widow Yoga. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think I want to read Dr. Sleep. And I just found out today when I was sort of skimming through a list of Stephen King novels and being like, okay, what am I going to try and pick up? Um, I've never read Salem's Lot, which is, uh, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm a vampire book. I might read that. Uh, but yeah. he has a book called Cycle of the Werewolf, and I have never read that, and I am a sucker for werewolves. Werewolves, vampires, and witches, I'm super in. So I think Dr. Sleep and Cycle of the Werewolf are going to be my two Stephen King pickups this this summer. 
cool. I haven't heard of Cycle of the Werewolf. I have read Doctor Sleep, though. I enjoyed it. Oh, have you? Awesome. Yeah, I really... And I feel bad because I've got three Stephen King books on my bookshelf that I have not read, but they're they're tomes. And I feel like Under the Dome, (laughs) Insomnia, and Dreamcatcher are the three that I have. And those are going to be winter reads because those aren't like put it in your purse and lay in the grass reading. Like those are like, and now I sit down for a long winter's read. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to pick some of his smaller novels, some of his pocket size paperbacks and go for that. <laughs> Fun fact about cycle of the werewolf, by the way, that did get adapted into a movie. Really? Called, it's called silver bullet. It came out in 1985. I think it's starring. I think it's Gary Busey. And and King, King wrote the screenplay adaptation for it. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm so in. Oh, cool. That just moved up my list. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Perfect. <laughs> oh, and the movie's got one of the Corys in it, too. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Total 80s. <laughs> I, want, I want nothing more than some 80s horror in my life during the summer. That's, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> that's actually that the other <laughs> little list that I've made uh, is all about the movies that like I, I think people should watch during the summer, my rewatchables and, and movies that I haven't seen that I want to watch this summer. And Silver Bullet is now on that list. I'm going to have to actually like, take a second here and write that down. <laughs> <laughs> nerd alert awesome yeah dude. total nerd alert yeah <laughs> i feel like people like may be learning something about me today where i'm like yeah trash <laughs> i want i want some cheese <laughs> with some nacho dust on it uh but yeah so i already mentioned jaws uh i also another like top summer slasher flick Friday the 13th, clearly. I mean, anything that takes place at a summer camp has to has to fall into my summer watching movie list. I've seen Sleepaway Camp once, and I kind of want to re-watch Sleepaway Camp this summer. And then, I don't know if I've seen that. It's, it's a slasher flick. It's a classic. It's a total B-movie. I think it has the, the actress that was in Sleepaway Camp, like, then goes on. I don't remember her name. The main actress, the like, maybe Final Girl. I can't remember. But she, like... She goes on, I feel, like to be in like a million B-horror movies. But Sleepaway Camp is a pretty famous B-horror movie. Uh, and then... Okay. There are oh, three of those. Yeah, there are. I've only seen the first one. So maybe I'll watch all three this year. You're thinking of uh, Felisa Rose as the actress that was in the was the female lead in Sleepaway Camp? Fair. I, I feel like she's in a bunch of stuff, but I can't... I'm, I'm sure she is. I can't remember right now because I'm not good at that. But... Um, the other two is like summer movies that I've seen before where I was like, hmm, they're kind of summery. Uh, I wasn't sure. Maybe maybe Children of the Corn. It feels kind of summery. But it's more of like a late summer heading oh, yeah. into fall corn season. Uh, but te- Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre because it's hot and it's dirty and it's gritty. And I love that it's violent. Same as Devil's Rejects. It's like it's hot and it's sweaty and it's dirty and it's dusty. I, l- I want, yeah, I want some of that in my summer watching list. Uh, but things I haven't Whoa. seen uh, that I want now. <laughs> now, Silver Bullet. I have never seen Carrie, and I really want to see Carrie. I know there's oh. a bunch of those, too. Uh, and I've seen a bunch of the, like, um, uh, like Dead Meat podcasts, uh, Dead Meat, like, YouTube videos on them and that sort of thing. But I've, uh, I've never actually sat down and watched Carrie. I've also never watched Drag Me to Hell, and I love Sam Raimi. And oh. 
and I and it's I I know that it's violent and it's practical effects and if a, if it has a practical effect and some horror cheese and a low budget, I'm so in. I'm like those are the three <laughs> things I want: practical effects, good blood color. Your fake blood has to be a good color, and uh, yeah, a little like yeah, practical effects, fake blood splatter, a little cheese and a low budget. I'm yeah, perfect, delightful. <laughs> awesome. I have I have seen both of those. But since we're back on movies again, there was a movie that I recommended to you guys yeah. a while back and you finally watched it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> we finally watched Practical Magic this week. Um it, I'm so Yay. excited. It was Yay. so good. Uh, it was way better I than The Craft. It. You also made me watch The Craft and I liked The Craft, but Practical Magic was was awesome. It was I mean, great. It's different from the craft. Like oh, the totally. craft, I think, was what introduced '90s teenage girls to magic, and then Practical Magic was the movie that, like, it it it, it either affirmed that that was a path you wanted to continue ah, to take, or or not. That's for me, cool. anyway. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see. So I, my immediate reaction upon watching Practical Magic was identifying so strongly with like, with the female witch characters, like with the, with the leading ladies, I suppose, but also the aunts and, yeah, and just the being, are yeah, so cool. oh my God, they're so cool. And just being like, I want to be like, I want to be an auntie when I'm like an older woman. Like I want to be the like. Whatever, fuck it. I'm gonna wear my hippie witchy clothing and prune roses and have dinner parties and be like, I this yeah. is my four acres of land surrounded by nothing, so I'll dance naked if I want to and have midnight margaritas yeah, if dude. I want to. <laughs> I can totally see you as Aunt Frances in like another twenty years. Yes, there is nothing more delightful <laughs> than that. <laughs> Played by Stockard Channing. Yes, who uh, her? Like, I've only ever seen her in that and Greece, and I just love oh. that the two characters that I've seen her play. I know she's in a shit ton of stuff. I looked her up; she's in like ninety-seven credits, but it's mostly TV shows and TV movies. But I just love that the two, uh, the two things that she was all about was like she's in this like pro witch pro feminist movie where she's like yeah fuck it <laughs> uh and she's like and she's the badass like i could take care of myself i like accidentally got knocked up but like fuck you kind of like character yeah i just i don't know she plays like she plays these badass characters and and i feel like i really relate to her on that yeah she's so cool i i can definitely see um engineer dan as being aunt bridget though because <laughs> she seems like the, the more nurturing of the two and dan has taken care of me more than once <laughs> where i have not been in a good way like when i broke my nose he was the first one running up there oh my god like shoving shit in my face telling me what to do <laughs> making me drink water doing all of this stuff Dan's a pretty nurturing guy. Totally. He's also really good in a crisis situation like that. So I can, I can yeah. totally see that. The person that's like, have you eaten today? You should have some water. Like we're, you know, absolutely. hundred percent. Did you put sunscreen on? That's. <laughs> yeah. That's engineer Dan. 
played by Diane Cute. Weist, my girl. <laughs> Love her to death. <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally get that, like, the affirmation aspect of the movie because there was at no point during Practical Magic did I sit there and think, ugh, witches are lame. I just sat there being like, I want that store. I want to be Sandra Bullock. I want that store. <laughs> like, as I, like, bounce up and down on the couch and flap my arms around <laughs> like a Muppet here. But yeah, I'm like... I, and watching the movie, I was immediately like, oh, my God, they're like Lindsay and I. And, yeah, it was it was yeah. beautiful and wonderful, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. If we had to choose now between the two sisters in the movie, yeah. um, I think that I'm more of a Nicole for yeah. her. Yeah, I told while we were watching it, I told Engineer Dan that you you were Nicole and I was Sandra only because uh, I am a little bit more reserved than you are. And I felt like if somebody yeah. was just going to be like, like, you know, whatever, I'm going to I'm going to take off, go do what I want. And uh, and like, yeah, I just I felt like there was something about uh, Nicole's character that was like yeah Lindsay's a little bit more of the wild child than i am where i would be the like yeah i want to stay home and fall in love and uh, i don't want to have babies <laughs> but uh, like you know it was a little bit more of the hometown homebody um didn't want to like didn't really want to use the magic but yeah I, I definitely related i think a little bit more to sandra but at the same time was like I was like oh I'm a Sandra but I think I want to be a Nicole <laughs> and that and that <laughs> like and for me it was Sandra's desire and like like a little bit of envy that her sister had that like independent wild streak was what made me feel like even more like a Sandra yeah 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 no that's fair like I'm definitely I think more of a Nicole who would like to be more of a Sandra but that being said I think that we're probably both a mixture of the two. Yeah. Dan said this to us yesterday and I agree with it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I could definitely see a scenario where it's like, you know, like you call, I show up or vice versa and be like, help. And then, and then we're burying a body under a rose bush. (laughs) 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 I, I also really loved, I think one of my favorite parts in the movie beyond the midnight margaritas uh, is, uh, is the, like, is the phone tree scene where, um, where essentially they like make use of this PTA phone tree and they're like, fuck it. We're just like, we're going to call our, like, we're going to call our women. And, you know, the coworker of Sandra's was clearly already a witch. And there was one other lady uh, who, like, showed up with her own broom and was like, yeah, no shit. I even brought my own broom kind of thing. Yeah. And then yeah, but all the like, other I'm ladies in. were, like, witch curious. And then by the end, that end scene where they all jump off the roof, it was like, oh, clearly they had influenced, you know, the people in their lives to just, you know, accept their curiosity as a thing that, like, wasn't evil that they were truly interested in, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I just kind of love that. Like, I feel the more that you and I sort of talk to people about a podcast or what we're interested in or that sort of thing in general, the more I'm finding out here and there that there are like, 
there are others kind of thing. I'm like, I'm not the weirdo that likes witchcraft. There's actually, you know, quite a few people that are interested in it, whether it's just, you know, I, I knock on wood for good luck or, you know, I believe in herbal healing or, you know, I've got a an amethyst pendant that I wear or whatever. A lot of witch curious folks out there. And I freaking love it. Into, I run into a lot of people who are definitely witch curious, like a lot of people, but they won't talk about it unless I start talking about it first or somebody else starts talking about it first. And once that happens, they completely open up. Yeah, 100%. And it's just so cool to see. A hundred percent. I actually had um, an experience a couple of weeks ago at work where I shared, um, we had to like, it was a, a Zoom call and we had to wear hats uh, kind of thing. It's like a, a cheesy office thing, but um, we all got to share a little story about our hat. So I wore, I wore my fortune teller, my, my Rosie, the hat hat. And in sharing that I do fortunes and read tarot's, I was surprised how many other folks on the call were either all also tarot readers or interested, but how accepting people were of it. And it made me, it was a like nice reaffirmation of like, I, it's only weird if you make it weird. Like I'm only the right. like outcast or the weirdo. If I think I am, nobody else thinks it like that's true. And, and I hope that there are folks listening who maybe are witch curious or witches and who maybe haven't, shared that with a lot of folks that, you know, it's a good reminder every now and then. It's like, it's actually not that weird. Whether it's witchcraft or the fact that you can, like, I don't know, whistle out your butt. Like, whatever what like whatever weird oh. hobby, <laughs> hobby, interest, or talent that you might have um, that you think, you know, oh, I'm not going to share it because people will think it's weird. It's like, no, actually, m- most people aren't going to think it's weird. And if they do, fuck them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I I walk around saying fuck them most of the time. Anyway. <laughs> pretty pretty easy. <laughs> so ah. yeah, if you're listening and you haven't watched Practical Magic and you're like, I don't know, maybe I'm interested in witchcraft, I would recommend watching it and seeing like if your reaction is fuck yeah, maybe you maybe you're a witch. <laughs> maybe you're interested. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a great recommendation and a super fun watch. I'm glad you guys liked it. I'm glad you guys liked it. It's definitely one of my favorites. Sweet. Well, a bunch of movies, a bunch of reading, maybe an online class. Is there anything else, Lindsay, you got on your list? Um, yeah. I think I might uh, practice some calligraphy. Ooh. Very yeah, nice. But it's like I need to do more creative things. And I remember, like, back in the sixth grade, we had to learn how to do calligraphy. And I really liked it then. It was a lot of fun. And it's something easy that I can do at home. So, yeah, I might do that. Sweet. Awesome. That sounds lovely. Well. That's all I've got. If I make too big of a list, I'm definitely not going to do anything. Yeah, I mean, my reading list is already (laughs) out of control. But uh, that's all right. I'll pick and choose. It's good to have ambitions. Well, we will be right back i think i think we're gonna take a a little break here be right back with a brand new pussy of the week then then we'll say goodbye pussy of the week cool yeah Uh, well uh, we'll see you soon which is (laughs) 
All right, listeners, witches and witchy curious folks, it is time for Pussy of the Week. Pussy of the week. Air and Okay. So we often fall victim to recording on a Sunday, dropping an episode on a Wednesday, and shit changes between now and then. But <laughs> I was pretty excited to wake up and read this morning that a group of K-pop fan teens have claimed that they bought a whole bunch of Trump rally tickets with the purpose of ruining his party <laughs> and <laughs> bought like basically bought out the stadium or whatever he had his recent rally in and then just purposely didn't show up and wanted to just ruin his good time because there was all this like, oh, our rally is going to be so great. We're so many people, a million people are going to show up. More stupid bullshit from Mr. Trump. But yeah, apparently, uh, apparently the, the, a whole bunch of folks through like TikTok or something like that. I don't know. I'm old. I don't TikTok. But apparently through social media, a bunch of K-pop fans all got together and bought a whole bunch of tickets and then just fucked their rally. And I could not be more excited. I don't care if this is true or not. If it's not true and they didn't do it, they should do it. And if they did do it, which I really fucking hope that they did, how fucking cool. Fuck Trump. Fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck his fans. Fuck his rally. And K-pop, TikTok fans. Man, you're our pussy of the week this week. How yeah, fucking, we how fucking cool and sly. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine being a, like, a, a Trump supporter showing up in my stupid hat with my stupid signs. My stupid hate-filled heart and... Uh, and being like, there's only out of 25,000 possible seats, there's like 6,000 of us here, like not even half full. Like, good, good for you, good, fuck you. (laughs) 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 And all the K pop fan teens just laughed and laughed. (laughs) Love it, I so love it. (laughs) That was, it was, I don't know, it was nice to wake up and read that little bit of. Good news, fun news this morning. I hope it's true. Yeah, it's hilarious. I I I hope that we see a temper tantrum out of them. Oh my god, what a fucking loser! Because those are just—they're the most fun. Yes, <laughs> but he is—he is an <laughs> evil, vile, despicable human being. And the more that we can pee in his Cheerios, the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that's our our episode for today. We've we've got some summer fun and some lists and and some renegade K-pop fans and I love it. We will, as always, be back next week. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, next week episode drops on Canada Day, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, until then, I. In, enjoy your enjoy your summer. Do something fun. But remember, no pervs, no Nazis. Totally. Panda. Ow. Panda.